You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, episode 53. I am vegan with Aletta Vandering. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder podcast. We are your hosts, Sarah and Christopher. What's up, everybody? We're so excited to have you. We have a beautiful, beautiful artist. Aletta is just gorgeous inside and out, and her projects are super inspiring. Not to mention, she's vegan, and we love what she's doing in the vegan community. But before we get into Aletta, we want to share with you a little love note by Bandana Chala. She says, wonderful podcast really contributes to one's physical, emotional, and spiritual health. We're glad you think so. We want to keep bringing all this juicy information to you guys. So in order to help us out, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. Yes, and guess what? We are in our new home in Boston, Massachusetts, actually in Cambridge, right outside Boston, and we are loving it. It has been such a wonderful week of just excitement and fun, and we're just really excited to dive deeper into the community. Yes, everything's different. Nothing's the same, and I love it. I'm so pumped. And have you guys heard? We recently launched the Vegan Warrior Academy. The Vegan Warrior Academy is the first ever digital platform designed to kickstart, streamline, and ignite personal growth and inner transformation in vegans across the globe. The Academy features a community-driven blog, for vegans by vegans, vegan apparel, as well as a robust digital course and comprehensive one-on-one coaching program that provides vegans with the tools needed to cultivate the inner balance, strength, vitality, and harmony to lead a fulfilling, purposeful life and become that influential change maker in the world. Oh, I like those words, robust and comprehensive. Don't you? That was good, wasn't it? (laughs) That was really good. Good job on that one. Yes, come visit us at the Academy. So you can go to veganwarrioracademy.com, find all the information that you could possibly need to enhance your life and make this world a better place. We all want to make this world a better place. Yes, and now let's get to Aletta. Yes, so this beautiful soul, Aletta's photographic journey began long before she picked up a camera. Her story actually started at fashion school in Amsterdam before she was discovered as an international model. During this time, she also became a photographer's assistant and a retoucher for some of the world's largest labels. All these roles have forged Aletta's unique perspective into photography. And because Aletta has played every role, she knows exactly what she wants and how to achieve it. One of her biggest projects at the moment, our favorite, is portraying the large range of people that decide to go vegan and tell their stories. She says in quotations, besides our values, we are all unique individuals. The I Am Vegan project shows the diversity among the growing vegan community. And I really love this because sometimes we do get so absorbed in the animal component, which let's 
be honest, that's what it's all for. But we sometimes forget to see the soul behind the face of the movement. And seeing us all as individuals really helps to portray how unique and diverse we really are and how anyone can be vegan. And that, to me, feels more inclusive than anything. So we're going to talk about her projects, obviously, her journey, um, how she feels she's benefiting the vegan community with her creativity, and I hope that you guys can find some inspiration to reignite your flame of passion. And speaking of, stick around to the end for your health tip of the episode. We're going to talk a little bit about that passion. That's right. I'm looking forward to that. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Super excited to have Aletta here with us. Aletta, thank you for coming on to the show. What's up, Aletta? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Very good to be here. You're coming all the way from Amsterdam, huh? Yes. Yes. Awesome. And it's winter here. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a beautiful day. Well, that's wonderful. Well, we've really been looking forward to this episode with you because I'm just in love with your website. Chris showed me he stumbled across you. And I don't know. I forgot how it was. It may have been through Instagram or something, but I, somehow I stumbled across your website and I told Sarah right away. I'm like, man, we got we to gotta mm-hmm. get her on. This is going to be a great episode. Well, there's just something well, very attractive about your style of portraiture and how you bring fashion into your photography as well and of course your projects which we'll get into all that in more detail but there's a certain um, glow of authenticity I think is the good word from the people in your photos and the way that you're able to pull that out I'm just fascinated by thank you that's a a big compliment thank you so much (laughs) So uh, it is the aim. Yeah, it's definitely what I'm trying to do is to get the most um, authentic, pure, glowing part out of someone. That's actually what I tell them right before I start shooting. I I, I just talk to them. I spend some time beforehand and then I just ask them to be as radiant as they can possibly be and happy. And then I try to capture that. I love it. Well, you definitely succeed in that. Absolutely. So where does your love for fashion and portraiture stem from? Uh, So I studied fashion from age 16 to 19, I think. Yeah, uh, that's right. And um, when I graduated, I was scouted by a, a modeling agent. And I was actually planning to go on a world trip with my boyfriend at the time. And I was saving up money. And then I I stumbled into this woman and she said, what are you doing here? I was working in a cafe. Why aren't you modeling? Because you <laughs> make like the amount of money you make in a month in one day and blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of slightly in, in, intrigued by that story. So I went to an agency and I, I got um, oh, hired. It's not the word, but uh, this, I, I went to a couple of agencies and one of them was interested. So I started to model. So I had my fashion styling and designing experience from school and then I had 10 years of modeling experience and during that time I started to assist photographers because I always loved photography and I always had an interest to to grow that part of my interest Um, so I started assisting photographers as well and then well about 15 years down the road now I'm a photographer myself and I'm a retoucher as well I, I did an, uh, kind of an internship with a retouching agency because I really like to control every aspect of what I do. So mm. that's how I study every little detail until I can do it all. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of, in short, the history of my interest for fashion mm-hmm. uh, and how I got here. <laughs> that's awesome. Was there like a catalyzing moment that inspired you to get behind the camera or did it just happen organically as you were working closely with photographers along the way? Yeah, I think the interest was always there and then just watching over and over again what other photographers were doing um, just sparked the idea of making it into a profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- I, I don't remember one specific moment. I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. It was just always always there and it's a logic, a logic step to take from where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you're connected with photography and portraiture and fashion, all of that, how, this might sound like a weird question, but how does your soul feel when you're pursuing these? Um, so I love the creativity. I just love creating things. And when I connect to fashion, I have a, a, a little bit of a dissonance, I think is the word, because mm. I love fashion, but I also hate fashion because <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. It's over the top and it's a fast fashion industry that I don't like mm. to yeah. promote at all. But I do like the aesthetics and, and you can do it in so many different ways that um, it, it's in some ways it does resonate to me. Mm. But um I would not be excited working for brands that are known to be unsustainable. But I do like like, like the creative part of it. I love that. It's it's great. And as long as it's not too over the top and there's some authenticity in the in the series I'm making, I love doing it a lot. But portraiture specifically I like to do because that's I feel like you're really bringing out part of a person's personality or Maybe even a part that's not really the person, but still is in there. Mm. So I find it very interesting. Well, you can definitely and, see the soul and your and your portraits and the and the type of work you're doing. You can really see the life in someone's eyes and the way that yeah. you you capture that is beautiful. Yeah, that's that's my my goal. I try. I always try to do that. And I I love when people that don't have a lot of experience in front of a camera get to see a side of them they didn't think of themselves mm-hmm. they didn't know before and they, they they look at it and they're surprised by this this kind of beauty they haven't seen of themselves i, I really like that gives me a lot of credit I'm, I'm very grateful to experience those kind of moments with people so yeah i think one of the reasons i was attracted to your fashion photography was exactly what you were just saying that i didn't know it consciously but mm-hmm. it the way that you capture it it is genuine. It's not over the top. And it feels like the people, you know, expressing or modeling the clothing are truly showing a part of their soul expression behind it. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel fake. It doesn't feel like an egoic attachment either. It feels yeah. like an yeah. outlet for creative expression. And I I feel like in our fast fashion industries and particularly westernized cultures, we kind of lose our identity in the aesthetics because of this egoic attachment. But with your yep. photography, I didn't feel that. I felt comfortable and I almost felt like, hey, I'd like to experiment with being on the other side. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like I never felt that attractive before to fashion so it opened my eyes to a different perspective of that world Mm. yeah and it's true because creative expression can be it can look like a superficial thing 
but, but it is it's also part of who we are to create and to show yourself and and it doesn't always have to be an ego thing to um to want to look nice on a picture or interesting or make something that that's that's like that mm-hmm. so i guess um i guess that's what i try to do and i always i'm i'm always trying to be aware not to fall into the the typical like you've seen all the the millions of fashion photos that that have been made that are just just hot little young girls that are Mm -hmm. posing in in very little clothes and it's it just makes me Mm -hmm. very um, uncomfortable in a way and I don't want to do that but at the same time a woman can be beautiful when they're showing like skin and as long as there's some authenticity, I think it works for me personally. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it didn't feel sexualized in your photography. No, exactly. It felt um, empowering. Well, and that's a yeah. lot of the fashion industry that many of us experience on a mainstream level is that mm-hmm. sexualized version of people. And that's obviously exactly what they want to portray because they're trying to sell more through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, having you – know, I can imagine through your work having to toe that thin line and to constantly remind yourself of exactly what you're trying to do and – Aligning and, with that. And aligning with yes. that. Yep. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So, yeah. so I'm curious at at what point in your journey did you become vegan, and how did that affect your career overall? Uh, so I became vegan about four and a half years ago now, and it was quite random. I watched. Uh, I was on Facebook, and I saw a post by someone called "Best Speech Ever," and I was intrigued. Mm. I was by myself, and I had time. I was like, "What is this stuff?" <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it, and it, it was Gary Rowski's speech mm-hmm. that many people have heard, and it just totally, um, it just totally hit me as, as I just never ever thought about the dairy industry and the egg industry, mm-hmm. and all the other ways of exploiting animals. Until that day, I was vegetarian off and on for most of my life since I was about eight years old because I already I mean it's hard to ignore that an animal has to suffer for you to eat their body that's Mm. just a very clear kind of thing but the the whole all the other industries I never knew about I was completely in the dark Mm. but when I heard that it was for me it was an instant um uh, like a light bulb moment I just couldn't do it anymore and um, from there on, I just started to learn more and more. And uh, and then the, all the other awareness comes as well. You know, you realize mm-hmm. where clothes come from, yeah. <clears throat> not even leather or, or wool, but just the whole how we impact our planet. And that does impact my photography as well. Like I said before, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to work for, a, for a, a label that is known to be a fast fashion label. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would not work in my soul (laughs) and we have so much of that going on now and i think there's a lot of people that are still kind of in the blind to a lot of that and that's um uh can be quite unfortunate considering the conditions and all that we've actually done a an episode a podcast episode on that particular topic and it's it's Mm -hmm. it's quite alarming of what actually happens Mm -hmm. it's terrible but you're you're right like you know opening up 
your eyes to veganism starts to allow you to unfold into other points of awareness in the world, yep. whether it's fast fashion or even even exploitation of farmers for our tomatoes or oranges, yep. you know, and learning about fair trade and becoming more con- more conscious consumers overall and more mindful yep. of the planet. And so I'm wondering, how did this vegan journey impact your photography? Um, so, yeah, like like you said, it opens a lot of doors. And uh, I think the biggest thing that happens almost on a spiritual level if you when you decide to go vegan is that you decide to think more critically about things people tell you your whole life. You just mm. start to look at things more critically and you don't just take anything for truth anymore mm-hmm. and that's how you how you become so much more aware on all levels and um yeah that's that's uh how you i guess it also made me really see people and and animals almost i almost see animals as people mm-hmm. <laughs> i can truly see their personalities in my mind anyway if it's true i don't know i mean it could be it could be all my fantasy but um <laughs> I think it also it also makes you really understand compassion on all levels and I think compassion is a very important part to connect to people. Yes. And connecting to people is a really important part of taking portraiture for instance or just photographing people in general. So I think it has definitely impacted my photography as well. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's amazing. So yeah. For the listeners that don't know too much about you, can you tell them a little bit about your project, I Am Vegan, and kind of what that's all about? Yeah. So uh, the I Am Vegan project, I started about two years ago. It's actually a little spinoff of the project I started right after I became vegan because everyone that goes vegan for like uh, ethical reasons, they, they get into a mode where they think, oh my God, if I just tell everyone they will understand and <laughs> the world will change. You just have to explain it right. And so I, uh, when I just became vegan, I decided to share this speech of Gary Rowski with as many people as I could possibly do. And I used photography as a medium. So I invited people over to listen to the speech and watch the graphics. And then I photographed them while they were doing that, especially during some of the graphic moments. Wow. So I have a series I didn't do too much of it. I think I shot about 20 people of people that are definitely emotionally impacted by it. It's called the look of love because to me, that's true love that you care about what happens to other living beings. And um, so I did that for a while. And then at some point, because you you go through phases when you go vegan, you get like really proactive and then you can be sad and angry at the world and everything. And at some point I felt like I had to do something more positive because, mm-hmm. or it's still, I think it's still a positive project, but um, to show positive sides of veganism and to debunk the stigma that hangs around us as, as tree hugging hippies, which are great <laughs> as well. And I'm probably a little bit of a tree hugger myself sometimes. <laughs> so are we. But, yeah, of course it's great. Nothing's better than nature and Mm-hmm. being a hippie <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but um i just wanted to show that the times where you had to live in a community and uh, in dutch we have a, a saying like um people that's people that wear the 
socks that are handmade of goat's wool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just this old thing that, that it just says that they're dusty types, that, that wear tie-dye shirts and blah, blah, blah. I, That's just, that's not what vegans are anymore. Mm -hmm. they're, they're there, but there's, you can be a lawyer and you can be a doctor, you can be a student or mm. you can be super skinny, but you can be, also be obese or, or you can be newborn or a 99-year-old person. There's no rules to being a vegan anymore. You I can always that. be part of that community. And I just wanted to show the diversity and I wanted to show the radiance of all the people that choose a more compassionate lifestyle. And yeah, that, that's why I started the I Am Vegan project and it's gotten pretty big. <laughs> and is this an, this is an ongoing project that is, yeah. you're okay. Yeah, cool. I'm still doing it. I'm retouching a whole bunch of new people at the moment. I have about 24, Five new images coming up in the next few weeks Wonderful. and I've just decided to take it to another level by also shooting people in their natural like in a, on location so if there's an interesting surrounding or living space I'm gonna also implement some more um, different types of photography because it's been really fun and great to do the same thing but I think I need to add a little bit to it and it will make it more interesting for me and probably for the viewer as mm -hmm. well. Because now it's just about the person and the story, which I still totally stand behind. But on a creative level, it has to be has to stay interesting, as, of course, mm -hmm. as well. Sure. So I had no idea, actually, that your project, The Look of Love, was in relation to people viewing the... Yeah the animal abuse in, yeah. in factory farming and animal agriculture in general. So that just, that gave me chills when you were explaining that because yeah. I, you know, it was left open for interpretation for me when I first saw it. I thought mm -hmm. I took it literal as in the look of love, like perhaps heartbreak, perhaps someone talking about mm -hmm. a breakup or something of that sort. But now that you connected the dots for me, it's yeah. even more powerful because we as human beings, our true nature is is to show compassion and be yeah. aligned with all beings. And that's why we have such an affinity with dogs and cats and bunnies and cute animals that are our pets. So why not extend that true nature to farmed animals? And exactly. It's, wow, I can't wait to just blast that all over my social media and show people like this <laughs> yeah, is what happens. Yeah, I haven't done much with that project, but I, I should I should at least, um, I should make a page about it or something because now you don't know any of that background information. And I always felt like I needed to shoot more before it would have some substantial impact. But mm -hmm. um, I will, I'm, I'm still working on it, but it hasn't been an active part at the moment. Well, it's absolutely beautiful. And I just think what you're doing, it's such a creative approach. Because I think also when we all first become vegan, we become so absorbed in showing about the animals, showing about the degradation of the planet, showing about yeah. health. And you're taking a different approach where you're showing people about people. Like this yeah. is the good 
thing that can happen to you. Like look at the radiance, look at the the purity, look at just the connection, that soul expression just shining through their eyes in that photography. And I think that's a very positive motivating factor for people who are not vegan to question like, well, what is it that they've got going on in their lives that I might yeah. feel like I'm missing? Because there's a lot of inner turmoil that comes from living in discord with our true nature, our core values and things of that sort. If we're not aware of what those values are, it, yeah. we can live a life of, I guess, chaos and sometimes unconsciously. Well, and, you know, f- for the old saying, you know, it, it goes, you know, a picture says a thousand words. And really, that's so true because our words often get convoluted and we can't deliver the message effectively. So just having a, a picture and then a small little story behind it is just, it's an, it's amazing. It's definitely powerful. And my, my goal is to have um, a diversity. So, and, and to exactly to approach, to be approachable to non-vegans as well. And mm. to, to be able for any type of person to identify with at least one in the series, mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, that's another a person of my age in my profession my type of lifestyle and and that person did it why can't I do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm trying to um just speak to all all the people out there I love it I love it so you'd mentioned taking your photography in another direction perhaps putting people in interesting locations what yeah. else do you envision for the future of your photography um, so specifically for this project, I would really like to end up with a, a coffee table photography book, mm, but that. that's like a long-term thing. Yeah. I just want to keep shooting and keep, uh, approaching also more interesting, uh, well, interesting. I mean, I think everyone's interesting, but more uh, higher level vegans. So get celebrities in there and, or, or celebrities in, in fields. Like I, I shot Dr. Michael Klepper the other Nice. the other day a, f- a few two months ago now and i've shot paul de gelder who's a, a really cool inspirational speaker who's gone vegan not too long ago a shark um shark attack survivor and just getting these people in that have an impact already i think is gonna make the project stronger and then uh for my other photography i'm just gonna keep thinking of projects <laughs> that are <laughs> So feeding my soul. <laughs> That's always important. And of course, yeah, and of course, work on on commercial jobs as well that uh, resonate with my my values. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we have to, we all have to pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that is true. true. That is true. I love that you're reaching out more towards also the power people with power of influence because yeah. just their name alone catches people's attention and it can make waves in this vegan movement and other movements in general not related or limited to veganism exactly yeah yeah and that's that's the day and age we live in we we can do great things if you just have a, a, a public or what do you call it um if you just can reach people you can have more impact and that's that's what we do it for in the end to to make a difference. Yep. Absolutely. So where can our listeners follow you and keep up with your evolution? Okay, so um my projects are all on Facebook, Instagram and the website are all under imvegan.life and my personal 
uh, Instagram or my other professional Instagram feed for my photography in general is on um, Aletta V on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I think it's Aletta V Photography, actually. Now I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll be sure to link it in Anyways, the show notes. <laughs> you, the, my, my personal website is alettavandering.com. And that's where all the links are. Wonderful. So that's, yep. Well, there I'm, will be updates all the time. I'm just so excited to introduce our listeners to you and, and expand their world just a little bit more in the arts and culture. So thank you so much, Aletta, for coming thank on you to too, our guys. show. And if you have any last bit of wisdom or advice to share with our listeners regarding veganism or regarding following your soul purpose and expression, feel free to drop any bit of knowledge onto them as your parting words. No pressure. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, oh, God, I wish I had all the 50 million quotes in my head right now. <laughs> no, I think um, my little bit of wisdom would be um, love is the best thing in the world and expand it beyond your family and friends mm. just take it to a wider audience mm -hmm. well the survival of our species depends on our collective evolution that's absolutely beautiful definitely definitely go and realize that we are oh i know i know the perfect quote now <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it there it's actually from one of the persons i i I took a photograph off and, and it's probably from someone else, but she said, um, we do not inherit the planet from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. Mm, that's powerful. And I think that that says it all. I mean, we have responsibility to take care of this place yep. so our children can even see rainforests and, and experience beautiful um, beautiful moments with animals and, and other people as well yes. and, and not see their family members die of heart disease and, and that kind of horrible stuff mm. that's beautiful so that would be my, my ending sentence well it's a good way to end it mic drop <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much guys it was, it was a pleasure talking to you you as well and thank you so much for coming on we'll continue to follow your work and your journey and uh and share it with others thank you likewise what a beautiful beautiful interview i really enjoyed her energy yes just wonderful so now's your health tip of the episode we're going to dive into your brain and your heart a little bit on this one because Aletta really brings inspiration to the table because she follows her passions. She follows that excitement and she she actually follows through with it. And a lot of us don't do that. Maybe out of fear, complacency, a lot of times fear of failure, but sometimes even fear of success. And we got to be honest with ourselves that we're depriving us of passion and excitement because of these fears. So some people, they say, well, I don't even know what I'm passionate about. And this is actually one of our steps in our nine-step method for the Vegan Warrior Total Immersion is helping you to reconnect with that fire, rekindle that flame, but most importantly, follow that excitement. And so we just wanted to pose a few questions for you to help you get your gears turning. This is a good, a good, these questions are good questions to just get the gears turning, get you thinking about passions that you maybe have lost. And perhaps just through this reflection time, it'll inspire you to take it a little bit deeper. 
So one of the questions I'd like to ask you first is when you were a child, what activities brought you the most joy? I'm sure you can think of a whole list of activities, but these activities are often aligned with our core values. This is before society has gotten its claws in us and tell us who to be and how to be and what to like and etc. So this is that innocent time where you can connect with that passion that you carried as a child and just lost touch with throughout your adulthood. Now, obviously, if your favorite thing was playing with your crayons and coloring books, you know, I I, I doubt that maybe that's your passion now, but it's something that could shift and evolve over time, much like becoming a studio artist or doing things that use that part of your brain. Another question that we'd like to ask you is, when have you been so absorbed in something that you lost complete track of time? And what were you doing? Because when we are in the midst of that excitement, the clock keeps passing. It just keeps ticking. Hours pass, and before you know it, it's like 5 in the morning, and it's time to go to bed, and you have no idea where the time went. That is good. Maybe it's at your job. Maybe you're at your job and you love your job so much that you lose track of time. Who knows? This is a way for you to explore, though. Another question I'd like to ask is, what could you give a 30-minute presentation on without any preparation, without any notice? This is something, obviously, that you are incredibly passionate about someone mentions the word and you just go on a tangent you know that's this is something that's going to bring life to you that you enjoy talking about you enjoy sharing your knowledge and skills so those are just a few questions to help you get your gears turning obviously to reconnect with your passions you not only have to reflect but you also have to see where you're holding yourself back what's standing in your way and are these passions aligned with your core values what can you do to bring those two worlds together to live a more fulfilling passionate life so i hope that you enjoyed those few questions Once you get your brain all cleared, you got to move into action. And that's where the accountability partner really comes into play. So if you haven't considered hiring a coach, we highly recommend it. All right. Well, that is the end of this episode. We will see you in a couple weeks.